You are Locked On Bucks, your daily podcast on the Milwaukee Bucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Backs him down. Giannis in the lane. Giannis spinning. On Bucks, it's Frank Madden. There's no welcome to Locked On Bucks tonight because Eric is busy at the, I almost said Bradley Center, not the Bradley Center, at Pfizer Forum tonight covering the press conference, um, press conferences. Uh, but uh, I'm here, Frank Madden, in Austin, Texas, with my good friend Mitchell Maurer, the managing editor of BrewHoop.com. Hello. My longtime friend. Mitchell, uh, and we just watched the game at my house, mm-hmm. um, and it was not very dramatic. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks win Game One of their 2019 Eastern Conference adventure, Eastern Conference playoff adventure. Hopefully, it'll be a long one. One twenty-one to eighty-five, and even that felt kind of flattering to the Pistons on some level. That mm-hmm. scoreline. Oh, we'll see. Maybe something was something. Oh, one twenty-one to eighty-six. One twenty-one to eighty-six. Sorry, sorry. Um, so yeah, not a lot of drama in uh, in game one of this first round series. Um, Mitchell, I mean, this we expect the Bucks to obviously win the series. I think sure. the only question has been like, do the Pistons get a game tonight? No Blake Griffin, so that's obviously important. Right. Um, but I'm I don't think Blake Griffin, Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how many former Pistons great you would have needed to kind of give this version of the Pistons a chance no. against the Bucks. Here's what you need. You need to go to Time Machine to get Ben Wallace, <laughs> Rasheed Wallace, yeah. Tayshaun Prince, Rick Hamilton, Chauncey Billups, all those guys from 10, 12 years ago. Yeah, you needed the 4 Pistons probably. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. I mean, again, kind of um, Bucks played this game, played this one to uh, to kind of what you would expect. I thought uh, they came out in attack mode. They came out mm-hmm. like a team that, as sort of they've been alluded to, they came out like a team that has proven nothing and has to basically show everyone that, uh, yeah, we are the best team in the league. We won 60 games, not by an accident. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to go out and lay the wood to <laughs> certainly at least the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. Um, and I just thought they dictated kind of everything about this game. It felt like the Pistons took shots where the Bucks wanted them to. It seemed sure. like just a lot of non-restricted area paint shots, a lot of mid-range shots. Um Luke Kennard uh, redeemed some measure of uh, of the Pistons' dignity with uh, some some nice shooting, but mm-hmm. other than that, um, Detroit well eight out of twenty seven, I think, from three. Mm-hmm. So not a big volume and not a lot of makes against a Bucks team whose only weakness has been giving up threes. So right. um, I I don't know. I mean, did did you see anything tonight that gives you any concern or pause about this series? Because you know, obviously. There wasn't much to say about this game, but I mean, looking forward, games two, three, four, perhaps more. Uh, I mean, anything to suggest that the Pistons can actually take a game off the books? I tell you what, I saw what I might classify as the biggest threat to the Bucks postseason chances, which is Thon Maker lay, <laughs> landing haymakers on Giannis Antetokounmpo 
as he's coming down the lane, trying to put down the literal wall. haymakers. Literal <laughs> haymakers. Yeah. Uh, not to mention Andre Drummond, who got ejected with uh, a half-hearted shove, uh, getting Giannis to the deck on uh, one of Giannis's many forays to the rim, despite Giannis only playing what twenty-four minutes in a playoff game. Giannis only had to play twenty-four minutes because the Bucks won by thirty-five. No, this was a game where everything went according to plan. It was very much by design. The, the I'm pretty sure I saw the Pistons play zone for at least a little while, and it didn't really matter. Yeah, like, I don't think they started that way, but they did no. kind of throw it out there a couple times. And I mean, you got to try but, something. Yeah. They're still professionals; like they're going to do whatever they can, and they just had nothing. There was there was nothing that Detroit could do, and everything that Milwaukee wanted to do, they did. And that was it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the line on Giannis, 24 points in 24 minutes, 17 rebounds in 24 minutes, which yep. is remarkable. Uh, although Detroit threw up so many bricks that I guess <laughs> somebody had to grab him. Um, he does uh, also pick up four assists. Uh, my my biggest, yeah, I'm, I would say a couple things. Obviously, uh, yeah, I, I would agree. I You know, Giannis doesn't play the fourth quarter, and there were some very um, spastic Thonmaker fouls on Giannis. Uh, I mean, obviously it could happen on anyone, but Thon was thrown into the starting five with Blake out today. And, you know, I think um, he kind of tried hard, I guess, but just had nothing. I think he finished two out of ten shooting, I think, <laughs> 0 of six, I believe, from three. Um, yeah, he made a couple shots only kind of when it was already, you know, all, everything in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, so Thon was terrible. So playoff Thon maker, um, I, he may still be in there, but we did not see that in game one. And, and I agree. I mean, my biggest concern, especially, you know, having seen Giannis and obviously the, the ankle sprains that he's suffered repeatedly, um, whether it's landing on a guy's foot, you know, uh, or, um, or just a stray fist, elbow, fingernail, hip, hip whatever. Um, that's, that's my, they probably my biggest concern about the series is just like that somebody just gets, gets hurt in a, in a game like this. Obviously it right. wasn't close. Um, the other thing that emotionally was very difficult for me, Giannis has not been a good free throw shooter in the, in the playoffs yeah, in I'm previous, sorry, yeah, it was hard to watch. in previous years, uh, he got off to pretty much a, a very fitting start this time around. He misses his first two free throws. He hits just five out of 12 overall. Um, an ugly performance from the foul line from him. Um, Missed his first, I believe, three threes, then hit one, then missed uh, his fifth, so one out of five from three. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think just in the grand scheme of, like, the playoffs, like, we're going to see a lot of this stuff. Like, sure. Giannis will face big men. Tonight it was Maker and Drummond who will mm-hmm. sag off him. Um, Drummond did draw a charge on him at one point. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you know, he's either going to see a combination of guys, big guys who just dare him to shoot, and obviously – you give him a runway, he's also going to be able to attack the paint against the vast majority of big men. We've seen him do that against Embiid, Gobert, and if you can do it against those guys, you're probably mm-hmm. going to be able to do it on, on anyone. But um, but he's going to have to shoot some threes because they're going to be there for him, and obviously we've seen him make more of those of late. But um, I was very happy to see one go down just because even though this game it didn't matter, yeah. you just don't want to see him, you know, if he, like, goes 0 for 5, then, like, well, what if he miss, starts missing him the next game? Like. Right. Does he get in his head a little bit? Because we saw that at the beginning of the regular season where he just basically missed and missed and missed. And he, no, kinda, shying, he was shying away from yeah, the Yeah, he kind of dug himself a hole both, you know, I mean, it was like a confidence hole, it seemed yeah. like, from three. And then he yeah. just kind of, like, got went away from it. Which, again, Giannis going away from threes is, you know, 
not really necessarily a bad thing, <laughs> but you know, you want him to obviously try to keep them honest. You want him to kind of continue to develop that skill set. Um, the free throws, obviously, I mean, you wouldn't expect them to be that bad. He'll come back. I'm not worried. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think this is the start of another slump. I think he'll come back from that. Yeah. Um, we obviously saw him struggle at the line a bit at the beginning of the regular season as well. So hopefully that's just a one game blip. Um, I mean, otherwise, obviously he just brought it from the word go. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> The a couple nice dunks and then uh, in the second half um, a dunk that I'm sure if you're watching at home you probably rewound to see where he took off from but um, you know basically one dribble gather and almost from the foul line it's, it is appalling <laughs> I can't think of a decent word so I'm just going to use appalling how far he jumped in a playoff game like yeah he wasn't really contested like Thon was in the vicinity yeah. but he wasn't really contesting the shot. And he just, he jumped from so far away. <laughs> it boggles the mind that this guy can do that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, the only, the only, uh, the, we were talking about it, the only two dunks I can really compare it to were, uh, the first one I thought of was the Pacers game mm-hmm. in Indiana a couple of years ago when he I think went. His foot was on the line for that, wasn't it? I think he was a little bit further in than that. I, don't, I think he was, okay. I think he was further in than he was tonight. I think this is. Maybe. Probably the furthest from out that he's dunked. Maybe the angle well, no, that, on no, the, that, the that Knicks. Knicks. Because yeah. the angle, I think, I don't know, high school geometry experts <laughs> might be able to figure it out better than I the can. The hypotenuse. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah, A squared plus B squared equals C squared or whatever it is. Yeah. I think that was further by distance. And also he just barely got that one over. This one, he was solidly. Comfortable. comfortable. Very comfortable yeah. on making that dunk. It was... I, I look forward to seeing it on a loop on SportsCenter, on Twitter, anywhere that you get your highlights. That dunk is going to be a regular part of the rotation. Yeah, he, um, after the game, they talked to him. I don't think he, he, I mean, I don't know, he wasn't looking, obviously, down to see where he was going to take off. No, from. he looked behind him to um, make sure there was no way that was going yeah, to Yeah, well, him. he was probably worried about Thon, like, clotheslining him or something like that <laughs> on, a, on a fast break. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was one of those things. I mean, if, if he had taken off from the foul line, he would have been able to dunk it. I think, yeah. I mean, he, no he question. didn't have a hard time getting to the rim. So, um, also one other play where he came very close to that was in that golden state loss at home. Mm. He had one like with like a minute left and like nobody really cared cause they were losing, Right. but it was remarkably far out. Um, so yeah, that was the, uh, the kind of the wow play, uh, you might say. Um, but obviously not a whole lot to, to complain about tonight. No. You get through the game playing your best players, barely much at all. Uh, pretty much all the starters played between 23 and 25 minutes. Yeah. Middleton, 14 points, five boards, four assists in the same amount of time. Five out of 13, so he didn't shoot that well, but did hit four out of seven from three. Yeah, he had a nice little streak in the second half where it was like three threes in a row or something. Yeah. That was pretty nice. Yeah. Um, Bledsoe eventually got it going as, as well a bit. So he ends up with 15 points, five assists, um, five out of nine from the field and, and hit some three as well. Two out of four from three. Uh, he had a couple catch and shoots from Giannis mm-hmm. that again, it's like, it's hard to say that any of these, you know, were like, Oh, important shots. Cause like the game was so out of reach right away. I mean, it was 25, 10, I think at one point, yeah. um, you know, this was not a close game. Um, but, uh, and again, they got to go very deep. I mean, th- that was my thought. Like, you know, it's like, you kind of get used to like, oh, well, in a nine man rotation of playoffs. Uh, yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, but you know, when you just crush the other team, then you can play more dudes. And, you know, Tim Fraser, 
uh, plays the entire fourth quarter, seven points, three rebounds, one assist, one one steal. So good to see he can play less than 48 minutes <laughs> in the game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there just wasn't much of a drop-off. We saw D.J. Wilson. D.J. Wilson did not play in the first half, but came and played 15 minutes in the second half. So that was, I think, at least an interesting thing to watch. Um, probably the, the, the most notable thing from, like, a rotation standpoint, uh, seeing Miritich come in and, mm-hmm. you know, get the nod over D.J. Welcome back, Nico. We, welcome back, Nico. Um, he goes two out of eight, 0 for 5 from three. Uh, seemed to be sort of forcing them more as the game went on. Mm-hmm. Um he did get a couple of buckets in the fourth quarter, so it kind of got off the schneid. But uh, that will be interesting because clearly he, you know, again, uh, him coming back rusty, he's not going to be as useful as DJ Wilson. Sure. But, um, you know, uh, obviously you want to get him into a rhythm so that he can do stuff. Yeah, this is the perfect series for Nico Miritich to just shake yeah. off the cobwebs yeah, exactly. and just get back to what he does best. Yeah, um, so I thought that was obviously nice. George Hill, I, quietly, 16 points on 11 shots. Um, one out of four from three. I, I For some reason in my head, I just like remember him missing some threes, but he mm-hmm. actually was was effective in, in 23 minutes. And obviously mm-hmm. just having him continue that good form we saw at the end of the regular season is important, especially with Brogdon out, yeah. uh, especially if they eventually have to play games that are close. That's That would be nice. Um, and I thought Sterling Brown also gave them some nice, some nice minutes. 11 points, 7 assists, 3 steals, and a block. Uh, so that was nice to see. Yeah. Um, he hit all of his shots were threes, 3 out of 5 from 3. He was a game-high plus 38. Which is uh, preposterous. Which is preposterous. It's the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. This is the playoffs. This is when all the best teams are supposed to come with their A game. And we still had, like, Pat Connaughton played the most minutes with 28. And... Like, no starter had a lower plus-minus than Eric Bledsoe was plus 27 on the night. Yeah. Like, it is it is unfathomable just to the degree that the Bucks are better than the Pistons. And I think there's a lot of people that are still somehow sleeping on the Bucks. There's been a lot of people I've listened to, respected opinions across the NBA Twitterverse that are picking Toronto or Philly to be the team to come out of the East. And, like... At what point is are people going to wake up and see the buzzsaw that is the Milwaukee Bucks? That's the one question that I still have. And I know it's you know just one game, like one game samples, not enough, and it's you know too takey to pile on to Toronto and Philly for losing their first game, which is still very funny to me. It's very funny, very funny that yeah. they lost, um, but like we don't think they're going to actually lose their first round series. Like it's we're not that you know unreasonable. I mean, if Embiid is like hurt to the point that he he didn't is, look good he didn't look good I, I i'm of those other series i think the detroit one is the only one that like makes me uh, at least kind of raise my eye a little bit you just because philly? or sorry philly yeah. yeah philly philly brooklyn sorry um uh, is the only one that i kind of raise my eye at yeah, at this Brooklyn's point good too. just like, yeah exactly because brooklyn can kind of they play that high variance mm-hmm. shoot a lot of threes play small a lot kind of sure. style so on any given night they can just outshoot you right and just yeah. outscore you um and they've already now gotten a game right so they have home court um with philly i mean orlando is solid like i i, I again i think detroit is, D- dj augustine baby yeah dj augustine um hashtag greatest uh greatest <laughs> point guard in the league um he was terrific but uh but yeah i mean toronto's better than or toronto's more functional than than philly like i just Philly just seems so fragile, you know, especially with Embiid kind of struggling and injured. Like, and with Ben Simmons being soft and yeah, weird. Oh, my God. The, Philly's got these weird communication issues on an organizational level that I do not understand. Yeah. Yeah, Tobias Harris was uh, MIA. Um, 
J.J. Redick was surprisingly terrible. Yeah, that's not I mean, going to happen again. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, Philly's not going to shoot three out of 25 from three again, no. right? I mean, it's just not going to happen. Um, I, so we'll see. They'll be better. Uh, but, again, D'Angelo Russell took a while to get going as well. Yeah, so, so I guess we'll see. But I guess we're turning to the Bucks. I mean, really, like, you just sort of, like, kind of, I think, sort of wipe this one clean. And, you know, Wednesday, they the, the upside for the Pistons is they get a couple days to rest up Blake Griffin. Yeah, Blake Griffin will be back. Blake Griffin will be good because Blake Griffin is a good player. Like, he's an all-star this year. He's probably going to make an all-NBA team. Like, he's good. He's better than Thon Maker. I would say that's a fair assessment. And I think the, the mere fact that he will flop and flail uh, <laughs> and at least potentially try to draw fouls on Giannis sure, it works. is works. a lot more, a lot better than, than trying to put Thon Maker on him. I don't care how many times Thon has, has seen Giannis in practice. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, like, it's almost pointless to compare. You know, I mean, if, if this is the version of the Pistons without Blake Griffin, then obviously the, this series is going to be over very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um Probably will be over quickly, even if Blake Griffin comes back. But Hopefully. you know, again, like the, I think, I think the losses yesterday were probably good for the Bucks, and then it was kind of like, oh, hey, top seeds, yeah, yeah. you got to actually don't screw, like, don't screw around. And tonight, I don't think, I mean, I don't think the Bucks played this way because they saw those other teams. But good reminder not to take it for granted. Absolutely. And I think now it's like, okay, now just because you kick their teeth in in game one. Don't get cute with it, you know. Don't play with your food in game two. Like mm-hmm. you gotta take care of business at home. Mm-hmm. Go out, do the same thing in game two. Doesn't matter who they bring out. If you play your game, as we saw the Bucks play their game tonight, Lopez I thought was also very good. I don't think we've talked about him. But Lopez was excellent defending the rim. He, Andre yeah. Drummond really struggled around the rim with Lopez yeah. defending. Yeah, four blocks for Brook tonight. Um, one really spectacular block uh, in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, Drummond I think had twelve rebounds, but was. <laughs> A minus forty five. Oh, was it that big? <laughs> oh man! Oh, they, they I, just, have to, I have to look at this. Yeah, scene. they just never stopped hammering <sighs> points when he was on the court. And again, oh, and Wayne Ellington was minus forty one. Yeah, I mean, and again, like single game plus minus, you know, is very noisy. The well, Pistons hey, just it suck. Felt like they were minus. 40. It, it felt like they were terrible. And I, I mean, again, and there is sort of this broader question, like against a team like the Bucks, where you've got Brook Lopez, mm-hmm. you know, who can make Lopez's Drummond's life more difficult by boxing him out and being big yep. on one end. And then, you know, basically they eventually realized that they had to basically use Drummond on Giannis. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if they'll do that once Blake comes back. I'm curious if they'll even do that if Thon plays and starts game two. Because um, clearly it doesn't work. He can't defend Giannis. It's just not going to happen. So uh, so that'll be, it'll be kind of interesting to watch. Giannis just won turnover today and one foul today mm-hmm. uh, on that one charge he had on Drummond. So... I mean, it's kind of what we say, like, you know, all you can do against Giannis is slap and fall down hope and hope best. hope that the refs feel sorry for you. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just a very, very comprehensive game one victory. And, again, I mean, this is – we're at an inflection point in sort of from a playoff perspective. Years past, you know, Mitchell, we've watched playoff games together. We've watched the last two game ones together. Yeah. Uh, Toronto, obviously, was a huge win. Mm-hmm. Um, the game against Boston was a – Almost a huge win mm-hmm. with the comeback, late Chris Middleton, half court three practically, yeah. uh, but they lose. Now it's different. Now you're supposed to stomp these dudes. Like this is a clearly worse team than you, and you're you have home court. So um, you know a different a different position for the Bucks to be in, and yeah. obviously it's encouraging to see them come out and not show any nerves whatsoever, and just be the Bucks team yeah. that we saw all season long. So come out, handle your business, get it over with, rest. Yeah, yeah get, get some time between rounds one and two because round two is going to be much more challenging regardless of whether it's Indiana or Boston that comes out of that series. Right. And certainly now you would assume Boston 
And yeah, the Pistons are, are not the Boston Celtics. So um, anything else, Mitchell? Anything else worth worth talking about today? I, thought I this mean, was that Giannis dunk was really was far amazing. out, man. It was, it was really so far, far away from the rim. No, it's fun. It's This is the team that we've seen all year. This is the team that won 60 wins and led the league in net rating and a bunch of other advanced stats. Like, this is the team that statistically is the best team in the league. And they're in a position where they can prove it with hardware. They've got one win down out of the 16 they're going for. You know, I think that over the next three games, it's safe to say that they're, they stand a good chance of getting wins two, three, and four in games two, three, and four of this series. I don't think that anybody's going to be surprised by sweeping the Pistons. You know, maybe Detroit surprises. That's yeah. not a big deal. They're going to have at least one game where they put up a fight, especially if Blake's back, right? Mm-hmm. I think it'll be interesting to see next game. Like, I mean, these guys have pride, right? You'd expect yeah. them, especially now that they've lost the first game. There's no pressure in the first game, per se. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if they come out in game two with a little bit more something, or maybe the Bucks are just a little bit subconsciously. Maybe they have a little bit less. They get a little complacent maybe in game two. Um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if game two is, is more competitive. Um, but by the same token, I mean, obviously we've seen the Bucks kind of be able to handle the, the Pistons all year. One game was really, really close. Yeah. Um, the others were, were far more comfortable. So, um, so yeah, I think the Bucks kind of were who we thought they would be in game one. And that's a very good thing to be when you're, we're the top seed in the, in the league. So, um, yeah, we'll keep it short today. Uh, again, uh, this was Frank Madden, Mitchell Maurer. Mitchell, obviously check out all of the things happening at brewhoop.com this Absolutely. week. Since I don't write anything anymore, go go check out Mitchell and his and the staff at Brewhoop. Also, uh, Eric's, uh, the reason he's not potting is because he has to actually write things now uh, during the playoffs every what night. Obligation. Uh, yeah, apparently his employer actually expects him to do stuff, so... Um, check out what Eric's uh, going to be putting out on Monday about this game as well. Um, n- not a lot of drama. I don't think anybody's going to win a Pulitzer for covering that game. There's not a lot to be said, but um, of course, uh, be sure to check that out. And uh, I expect Eric and I will be talking again tomorrow. So again, thanks so much for listening uh, to Lockdown Network. Check out all of our brother slash sister uh, podcast out there for all the teams that you might be interested in during these playoffs your team every day of course uh and we're actually keeping it kind of shorter like we're sort of supposed to on the lockdown <laughs> network today so that's kind of a, well it wouldn't be the lockdown bucks thing. way would it no not really lockdown buck style but um for for mitchell and not eric uh this is frank we will talk to you tomorrow thanks